Thank you. Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which is found in Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 13 and 14, and that's on page 1221 in your pew Bibles. Hear the word of God. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. About eight months ago, I got an email. And I'm sure that if you have email, you have gotten an email like this before. If you have text messages, you've gotten a text message like this possibly. If you have a phone, you may have received a phone call like this. It's what we call phishing scam. Phishing is when someone attempts to get information from you and they do it in a way that makes it seem real. Well, this email said, attached are the details of your pay increase. Yay, right? I was getting a raise. But I thought, it's not May. We get raises in May. And I actually had already gotten a pay increase. So I started to get suspicious. Now, it looked real. It had an email address that was from westbanco.com. But it said hrinfo at westbanco.com. And I knew that wasn't a real email address. And I was this close to clicking on that link. Had I clicked on that link, I'd have been going to training for what not to do when you get emails like that. But these emails, they play on your desire. Money, I get more money, right? I was all excited. I got another pay increase. Well, I already knew it wasn't real, but sometimes it'll say, somebody hacked into your bank account. Click here to make sure everything's okay. And then you click there, and next thing you know, they want you to log into your bank account, and you log in, and there goes your username and password for your bank account. And you know what happens next. They start to use it. So they try to get you to get these messages to open them. Tanya got one recently that said, your FedEx package is at the uh, delivery center waiting to be picked up, click here. And she looked at me, she goes, you order something? I said, no, it's, we order stuff around Christmas and we got everything we ordered. Well, it turns out that one is a very common one going around these days. But isn't it interesting how quickly we will click on an email or answer a phone call or a text message when it's something that 
is desirable to us. We're going to get money. We're going to get a package. We get something for free. Everybody likes free, right? Isn't it interesting? We'll click on those things. We'll, we'll seek that stuff out. But yet, God is coming to us every day with real things, offering us tangible, real things. So many of us don't accept it. We don't accept it when it's from God. But we'll accept if it's something that we don't know anything about or we don't know who it is. God offers salvation. He offers freedom. So let me ask you, which is greater? $10,000? Oh, yeah, somebody was going to give me $10,000 one time. Yeah. Um, some oil sheik who, who the guy, the sheik died and the widow had all this money and she was going to give me $10,000 for ministry in the United States. All I had to do was call her and give her my bank account information and she'd deposit it for me. Yeah. But God offers salvation. God offers freedom. God offers himself to us. Let me ask you another question. If, who, does anybody want to tell me, a, a, who's your favorite celebrity? Anybody want to say one? No? Okay. Well, let's just think of, think of your favorite celebrity, okay? Maybe somebody on a movie, maybe somebody on television right now. Might even be a local celebrity. If they came to church right now, walked through that door, how would you feel? Would you say, wow, so-and-so's here. Now, would you be afraid to talk to him? I mean, you know, this, let's say, let's pick somebody here. Tom Cruise, okay? Let's say Tom Cruise walks through the door. You want to meet him, you want to talk to him, but, you know, he's Tom Cruise, and I'm kind of, I'm just me. I, I can't talk to this guy. So you might stay back a little bit and watch what everybody else does. Other people might run up right away and say, hey, can I have your autograph? Would you feel comfortable talking to him? Would you feel like you could approach him? Well, what if God walked through the door? What if Jesus walked through that door right now? Would you treat him the same way? Would you say, oh, well, I can't go anywhere near him. He's holy, I'm not. Would you say, I'm going to wait and see what other people do? Or would you make a beeline for one of these doors? What would you do? Think about it. Standing in the presence of Almighty God, what would you do? Kneel. Yeah, sure. Worship. Absolutely. God's not a celebrity. We can approach him. We don't have to feel like we can't approach him. In fact, if he did come in here, he would be coming in here for every single one of us, individually, to spend time with all of us, individually. He would come in here wanting to know us, and he would call us by name. Tom Cruise isn't going to walk here and call anybody by name, at least I don't think so. Anybody holding out on me? No, he's not going to walk in here and call somebody by name, but God would walk in here and he would call us all by name, one by one, individually. Would you be afraid or would you be joyful? How would you feel? Well, I want to introduce something to you. Ian spoke about this last week. Coffee with God. And I'm going to make sure I'm not going to fall over here. 
And in doing this, he said, if you remember last week, he said he grabbed the coffee cup and he set it down and said, speak. Of course, God didn't speak. And the next week, he did it again. But what God did for Ian is he said, this is going to be a time where you can ask me anything. God was opening himself up to Ian, saying, you can ask me anything. So if God came to you, voice in your head and said, grab a cup of coffee or tea, water, whatever you want to drink, and have one with me. Are you going to do this? That's God. That's me. In fact, I need to get him over there a little bit further because I'm going to get so far away from him because I can't be anywhere near him. He's too holy. Many times that's how we feel. We push ourselves away thinking we've done so many things in our lives that we can't be anywhere near him. But what does God desire? That right there. Closeness. He says, I want to have a conversation with you. He says, I want you to seek me. And when you seek me, you will find me. When you seek me with your whole heart. If you're not seeking God with your whole heart, in fact, you might as well just do this. Put it somewhere else. But if you're seeking God with your whole heart, it's not this. It's this. Right there. Next to one another. He is that close to those who seek him. But we've got to seek him with our whole heart. Now let me ask you. Why would you not seek God? When he has told us this. Now let's go back to the scripture for a moment in context. I'm going to back up a little bit in chapter 29. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. So this doesn't really sound like it's for us, does it? They went from Jerusalem to Babylon. Well, hold on. Build houses and settle down and plant gardens, eat what they produce, marry and have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there and do not decrease. Okay, so he's telling them to be prosperous. Verse 7, also seek peace and prosperity of the city, keep that in mind, the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. If this city prospers, you're going to prosper. And then he comes down, he says, this is what the Lord says. This is verse 10. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back from the captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. 
we were talking about Babylon, a city, prosper in the city. Verse 7, he talks about a city. And then he goes on to say, from all the nations. This is for us. This message today is for all of us. He knows the plans he has for us, the plans to prosper. And he said, when you come to me and you pray to me, I will listen to you. And when you seek me, you will find me. Can there not be any greater news than that? I mean, we're talking not Tom Cruise. Who cares about Tom Cruise? We're talking about God. And he wants to be sought out. Tom Cruise wants to hide somewhere with his Scientology friends. God wants to be sought out. He wants us to look for him, and he will, we will find him. And what happens when we find him? What happens? Change. This. We go from this to this when we seek him. Right now, there's a lot of people, probably in here too, that are, that are kind of like this. Maybe like this. Maybe even this close. But God wants this. He wants intimacy. He wants close fellowship with you. Because he loves each and every one of us here today. So much does he love us that he wants us to seek him. I got to tell you, I recently, I recently uh, had a message. Somebody sent me on Facebook. And that person's here today. Okay, I'm not going to point this person out. But I said, uh, this person said, how do I get closer to God? And I said, pray and read the scripture. But I was wrong in that I did not follow that up with, with all your heart. Because anybody can pray. The demons can read scripture. They're not close to God. You know, sometimes we, we say, okay, give me a Bible. I'm going to open it up. I'm, for five minutes, I'm going to read. Thoughts going through our head. You know, did I take the trash out last night? Oh, wait, it's not the right night. Okay, uh, what did I have for dinner last night? And, and meanwhile, we're reading it. We start out with great intent, and by the time we get to the end, we, did I miss something in here? Who's this guy And he's talked about up here? You know how it happened. Any book, you know, you can't, your mind kind of wanders, okay? But when you read that and you sit down and you say, God, I want to know you. I want to seek you. God, I want to find you. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to be focused. You're going to read this and you're going to understand it. Maybe not all of it, but something's going to jump out at you. And it's going to be something that you've never experienced before. And it's going to change your life. Maybe just a little, maybe a lot. But it's going to change you and you are going to get closer to God. You're going to get this. You know, you start out reading, maybe you're like this. And you finish reading it and you're like, okay. The next day you read a little more and the next thing you know, you're starting to hear from God. You're starting to say, wait. I, I, I thought that this was going to happen. It just came to mind, and it did happen. God, was that you? Yes. Yes. Because you're seeking him. And what did the Bible say? What did we just read this morning? He will be found. When we seek him with all our heart, he will be found. <laughs> that 
doesn't make you smile and say hallelujah, then I don't know what to tell you. Because that makes me smile and say, hallelujah, God. I want to find you. And when I find him today, tomorrow, I pour that coffee again, I want to find him in a greater way. Every day I want to know him more. And we should all want to know him more. Seeking him more. When we pray, sometimes we don't know what to say. You know what? Some of you are going to come talk to me after church today, whether it be up front or in the back, or, you know, some of you will talk to me during the week. We're, we talk, you're going to talk to somebody, probably the person next to you sometime today. How do you do that? How do you carry on a conversation with a friend? You just do, right? It just happens naturally. Same with God. It can get to the point where you don't have to know what to say. You'll just say it, and there it will be. When you get like this, and that can happen quickly. Sometimes it takes time, but it can happen quickly. When you seek him, he is found. But let's be careful. He's not found in Facebook posts. He's not found in worship music. He's not found on the television. Okay? Those places can all be wonderful places for worshiping God, for knowing Him better, for understanding Him better. But if your whole seeking of God is to see what is posted on Facebook, let's see what Phil put on there today. Or let's see what Ian put on there today. Let's see what these groups have to say. If your whole seeking God is, okay, I'm going to listen to these lyrics. When you're on your knees and answers seem so far away. Okay, yeah, that's me. That Casting Crowns is a great group for worshiping God, but they're not going to bring God to you. You have got to seek him with your heart. You can't turn on the television, turn on your favorite televangelist and seek God. Joel Osteen is not going to bring God to your living room. He'll tell you all about God. This sermon is not going to bring God to you. You have got to seek him for yourself, individually, with your whole heart. And guess what? The choice is yours to make. He's not going to force himself on you. He said, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. He will be found. But he's not going to force himself. You know, there's times where we really want to meet someone. We really want to be someone's friend. And we'll do everything we can to push ourselves into their lives. Or maybe somebody's done it to you. And you know it can be annoying if they're doing it to you. Okay? God is not annoyed by you pushing yourself into him. He wants that. He wants you to understand salvation. He wants you to understand repentance. He wants you to understand the joy of repentance. He wants you to understand. But there's a problem here also. There's somebody blocking the way. And right now, there's people out there sitting out there. They're just saying, I love what he's saying, but you don't know my mind. No, I don't. But I know this one. And I know what this one's been through, okay? And let me tell you, 
I was blocked a lot. I wanted to know God for a very long time, and I was blocked every step of the way. And I didn't give up. I kept seeking. And then I realized, what's blocking me? And God said, here it is. Gave me a list. Repent of these sins, and we can get close to you. Ask God to reveal to you, God, what's holding me back from knowing you? What's holding me back from being like, the, pick someone that you know, that you think is close to God? Ask him. You're going to get an answer. But then, you have to repent of that sin. And when you do, it's done. Forget it. It's over. You have been forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Don't get me wrong. When Jesus died on the cross and you accepted that sacrifice as your own, you're forgiven. But sometimes they can block our way from finding God. So seeking him with your whole heart is, is being on your knees. It's praying. It's reading the scripture. It's trying and wanting and telling him you want to know him. But it's also repenting of what's holding you back. Don't forget that. Then you can enter into relationship. You can find pure joy. You can find true freedom. I speak to you today as a person who's been changed so much just in the last year. No matter what you thought of me as your pastor those, all those years ago, I'm different today. Because... I wanted to seek God more. And the next time I ever preach here, I'll be different then too. But I'm really different than I was when I was pastored here. Because I asked God to reveal to me what was holding me back. And I didn't think it was a big deal. But to God, it was a big deal. You can do the same. He wants you to do the same. He wants to be found. Because he wants you to have freedom. And let me tell you, you think, might think you have freedom, but when you experience the freedom that God wants to give you, oh, there is nothing like it. Nothing like it in this world. This is amazing. This, you can still go to heaven. This is amazing. Why not have that? And still get to go to heaven. I'm going to fall. <laughs> I think God's telling me to wrap it up. You got to surrender your life to God. That's what it's all about. Are you ready to surrender, to submit to him today? As we're singing the last hymn, if you want to come up to this altar, I'll pray with you. When we're done with the service, if you want to come up and pray with me individually, I'd be glad to pray with you. Freedom is within your grasp. Take it today. Take it. It's yours. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the amazing freedom that you offer to us when we seek you with our whole heart. Father God, we pray that there will be nothing to hold us back this day, that we can take this message and we can come find you and we can seek you and find you and start to grow in you, or grow closer to you than we already are today. 
Lord, give us this gift again. Remind us each day that your freedom is here for us. We ask this of you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand and turn to your, in your hymnals to 378. We will sing verses.